I felt the round end of a small pistol barrel poke me in the chest before I could blink my eyes and begin to see the revolver in one hand, the flashlight in the other. Both of you back up! Hands in the air and stay right where you are! I raised my hands and backed up until I bumped against my bedside table. Then the guy swung the pistol and hit me in the face, hard enough to get my attention, but not enough to hurt me. He aimed his gun at Valerie again. Not another step! My vision had recovered, so I could see the intruder was wearing a black ski mask, t-shirt, jeans, and boots. He was about 5 feet 7 inches and thin, about 160 pounds, so I had a distinct size advantage, being 6 feet and 200 pounds. But he had the gun. Revolver of some kind. That was actually another plus for me since the hammer wasn't cocked. Getting it ready to fire would take all the time I needed. He started moving the gun in my direction again when I heard the scream. Daddy! It was Lisey. Valerie, there must be another one of them. I grabbed the man's left wrist with such force the flashlight dropped to the floor and spun away. I knocked aside his right wrist with my left hand as he cocked the gun and fired, sending a bullet into the wall over my left shoulder. Letting go of his left wrist, I turned into him with my back, grabbed his weapon with both hands and ripped it from his grip. I made a back left-handed throw of the gun to Valerie, who was leaping toward the door to Lisey's bedroom. She caught the gun in the air as I landed a back left elbow to the intruder's head, followed by a crushing right cross to his jaw, knocking him unconscious. I left the intruder falling to the floor and raced down the hall. Stop right there, lady, I heard. Let her go, she replied, very calmly and softly, and I won't kill you. I reached the end of the hall just as two shots slammed into the front door behind Valerie. I ducked back inside the cover of the hallway, but Valerie didn't move, and she didn't return fire. Put the gun down and send my partner out here right now, I heard the man say, or this will get messy. I walked into the foyer with my hands raised in a sign of submission, but now he had two potential problems, and they weren't in the same place. Your partner is incapacitated, Val continued quietly, and if you don't drop your weapon, you'll be dead. I'll shoot her if you don't put your hand up and send your man to bring my partner to me right now, he countered. Streams of moonlight filtered through the dark room from the shattered doors the two men had broken through, but I could see the man hiding behind Lisey holding a gun to her head. Last chance to leave here alive. He'd backed up as far as he could go, pulling Lisey with him to make his escape. Valerie fired. The bullet struck him in the center of his forehead, making a small black hole and propelling him up and back. The look on his face was that of a man realizing his mistake. Lisey raced away from the dead man as Val dropped the weapon and stood next to me. The entire incident was over in minutes, but it didn't feel that way to me. I was drained. I was sweating profusely and my hands were shaking. Maybe it was my age. At 46, I wasn't as young a man as when I started in this business even though I didn't think of myself as an old man. But that wasn't all of it. Now that I had a wife and daughter, I had something to lose. I hugged Val and Lisey. I held my wife and felt her calming presence wash over me. As we both embraced our child, I thanked whatever gods there might be that my two girls were safe. What the heck just happened? Lisey asked from the safety of the hug we had her sandwiched in. Home invasion, Valerie answered. We need to call Lester and get him out here. I'll phone the station from the bedroom, I said, and check on the guy back there while I'm at it. Yeah, okay, so you say it's a home invasion, Lisey went on, but don't most invaders steal your stuff and not try to kidnap you? I was back in our bedroom, stepping over the limp body of the first guy, 
but could still hear Lisi's voice. And Mom, you, uh, just killed someone. I know, dear, but dead. It was a lucky shot. Lucky shot? Lisi wasn't satisfied, obviously. That's not my point. I was so relieved we were all okay that it hadn't occurred to me that Lisi's questions would have to be answered. And not just to her satisfaction, we'd have to answer similar questions by the police. And if this incident were classified as more than just a home invasion, we'd be in danger of generating a lot of unwanted attention. I dialed our local police station and was relieved to hear the woman's voice on the other end. Elizabeth, this is Ron Granger. Hi, Ron. Why are you calling the police station at five minutes after four in the morning? Is everyone all right? Elizabeth Williams was the pregnant wife of Park City, Georgia's soon-to-be chief of police and current captain, Lester Williams.